Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you about this seven-figure ad strategy for success. So if you're running ads and you've had a hard time seeing some results, this episode today is for you. I'm going to share with you the exact process that I've used with dozens of clients to increase the ROI of their ads and get them excellent results on any campaign that they're running. So before we get started, I do want to remind you that last week I shared an episode called Three Questions to Ask Yourself Before Running Social Ads. And I would really encourage you, if you have not done so, to go ahead and listen to that episode first, um, because that's going to give you some really good ideas on how you can actually get things set up on the operation side to make sure once you turn this faucet of leads on that you are actually welcoming them into your world properly, nurturing them properly, and actually getting them ready to buy. You really want that system set up before the ads start coming in. What you don't want to happen, sorry, not the ads, the leads, what you don't want to happen is having the leads coming in and you sort of losing those opportunities because you're not quite ready on the operation side to actually um, warm them up and sell them. So that episode is three questions to ask yourself before running social ads, and it's linked in the show show notes to this episode. So you can go back, um, pause this and listen to that first. Okay, so let's move on. So one thing that I have discovered through all the founders that I've worked with and the market uh, and the ad management teams that I've worked with is that while other marketing directors and other chief marketing officers, certainly this is not new information to them I'm going to be sharing today. Um, but a lot of founders have never really heard of this specific ad structure that I'm going to be sharing today. And what's even more alarming is a lot of the sort of junior ad managers that I've worked with also have not heard of this structure before. And so what ends up happening is that while the junior ad manager may be really good at sort of setting up a specific ad, what's happening is they're not really thinking holistically about the ad strategy. They're just trying to get some performance on one specific ad or one specific campaign But what I'm going to talk to you right now is you can think of as a marketing flywheel for your ads. So it's a structure we're going to put in place that's in the specific order in which we're going to execute on this. That's really going to help sort of fill that cold audience into your pipeline, warm them up, you know, get them ready for uh, the sale or to book the sale call or the demo or whatever it is we need the ads to do for ourselves. So again, if you're not driving, um, take out a pen and paper, take some notes, uh, and 
whomever is running your ads, you know, even if you're working with an agency that seems to be really knowledgeable, maybe they haven't talked to you about this yet. And so you can bring it up with them. Because what I find with ad managers overall is you, and, and this goes with anyone that you hire for your marketing, um, don't expect them to, to come and sort of fix all of your problems. A lot of times those people know how to execute really, really well. Um, but the role of a marketing director or a chief marketing officer is really to be the centerpiece of your marketing department, your marketing strategy, to make sure that everything you're executing in your marketing department is working towards the greater strategy, the, the greater good. And when we have these individual contributors and these freelancers that we're working with, to no fault of their own, they're just usually not, um, they're not going to be the ones, they're not usually paid uh, to be the ones to kind of come in and look at the whole marketing program and sort of have it all make sense. They're just focused on their small piece. And so it's really important to gain this higher level bird's eye view of your overall business strategy, your overall marketing strategy, for you to take ownership of that, because you're the one that needs to be communicating to these individual contributors what that overarching strategy is so you can get the most out of them. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about how we're going to get going with our ads. So the first thing that I want you to recognize and understand, and I hope that anyone that's helping you with your ads have communicated this to you before, but if you're running ads for the first time, it's really important for you to plan ahead of time for a testing period. Okay, so in order to be as a efficient as possible with a budget, the first thing you need to consider is what it really means for a platform to perform well for you. And what that platform needs is information. They need data. Now, of course, when you're setting up your ads, there's a lot of criteria you're putting in on the kinds of people you want to reach. But even with that, there is a period of time when the algorithm, the platform's algorithm is taking all of those, essentially all of those boxes you ticked, all of the forms you kind of filled out in order to get your ad live. They're taking that information and they're kind of matching it with what they're seeing in the real world. They're going through their own process to make sure that they're connecting you with the right people and they're identifying um, those folks in their platform that are more likely to actually to your ad that are more likely to take action. So the kind of general direction that your, you or your ad manager gives the platform is just the first step. There's a whole process of really um, identifying that audience on the platform side that does take a bit of time. And so the platform, like the length of time and the budget that you need, it really depends on the platform. It depends on your business. And so there isn't like a, an in, in my experience, there's not like a one size fits all approach to exactly how much time that should be and how much budget that should be. It really depends on, uh, again, your business and the platform. But I would have that discussion with your ads manager on what they've seen with other, um, other clients that they work with. Um, and you can also do a bit of Googling because there's probably some great information out there on the specific testing time that is needed and that budget. But what's really interesting about this is a lot of the platforms 
won't really start this process unless you've hit a certain minimum budget threshold. So I know for some uh, platforms like LinkedIn, for example, and again, this changes. So at the time of the recording, I know you want to be, you know, at least $1,500 a month um, for about two to three months on LinkedIn before LinkedIn is really doing an optimal job for you. And so it's interesting because you want that process to kick into place because that process that algorithm goes through is going to optimize your whole ad program. Okay. And so if you spend like a couple bucks, you know, like I know there's a lot of people that are, that can't really afford $1,500 a month. And again, it's different for every platform. That's much less expensive on Facebook and Instagram, for example. But, you know, if you're just doing like three or five bucks a day, well, not a day, say like you're doing like 50 bucks a month, for example, um, that might not be enough for the algorithm to really make that process. And so they'll still be serving your ads. It just won't be optimal, won't be optimized. So plan for that testing period and also that testing budget. And obviously the idea is once the ads get going, you'll make that back, that you'll pay itself back, but it is a little bit of an upfront cost to consider. So in that testing period, so let's talk about step two. Step two is intentionally testing your copy and creative. So you're not going to get the copy and creative right on the first round. Like even if you have a really brilliant uh, copywriter and graphic designer, it's very rare that you're going to like hit the messaging nail on its head. And so testing your copy and creative is really, really beneficial for sort of cutting down the, the time to production for the ads. So what are some of the things you want to pay attention to? So while you're in this testing period where you're, you know, you're investing some money, you're going to, and some time, right, in the, in the platform, you're going to want to build out a handful of ads with different copy, different colors, different um, photos that you're using, different creative. And what we're trying to see here is sort of like, what is catching people's eye more? Which ads are performing or having more clicks or less clicks, because these are going to give you clues into the types of ads that your audience really wants um, to be served and the ones that they're interested in clicking it, right? Um, and so what's a really cool thing to do, what I always do before we start running ads, and even before we start the testing period, is to be running some of these ads through your organic social. So if you have like a vibrant organic social, what you can do is sort of pay attention to the likes, the shares, the comments, the interaction that you get on these ad um, designs and just push them through your organic channels and, and you're going to get to get that sort of feedback without having to spend any money. Um, and you should be looking at your organic social that you know, before you even start any of this process too, to sort of get an indication of, well, what is your audience like seeing? What are some of the messages, the color schemes, the photos or whatever, the types of posts that they engage in and use that as evidence or as um, some inspiration for how you're going to be building out your ad uh, creative overall. And so in that step, okay, we're doing this testing period. Again, you can do it sort of in tandem with, the testing period, or you can do it before the testing period, but either way, 
know that there is a lot of testing that's going on um, when you're running the ads overall, because the creative is quite dynamic, right? Like it's not that you're just going to have one um, ad that's going to run forever, right? Uh, what's going to happen is that you're going to prob more likely um, be testing a few different creatives and then constantly pushing out some new creatives as well. Because your ads can be served to the same person multiple times, right? This target client out there um, may see your ad multiple times. And so you don't want them to just be seeing the same ad over and over again um, because you want to be moving them to action and catching their eye. So again, this is something that I think a lot of ad managers and founders um, maybe they know it, but they don't put it into practice. It's a dynamic process of making new creative, retiring old creative, and this testing, uh, copying creative, and just getting better at honing in on what people want. Um, it just it, it helps save you time, energy, effort, money um, in the long run. Okay, so these are the first two pieces. These are really really critical pieces. And again, some ad managers I've worked in in the past, they just kind of want to hit hit the ground running or the founders just want to hit the ground running because there's like a bit of impatience, but there is um, every moment that you spend in, um, in the preparation, the planning, the testing is going to help sort of cut down the time in the end for getting that, getting those conversions and getting those revenues. So it's really important. So now we're going to move on to kind of the third step in the process. This is really the meat and potato potatoes of the strategy. Okay. And again, I, I haven't seen a lot of ad managers presenting uh, this to founders. And so I think it's really important to talk about because I've pressed ad managers uh, for putting into play this specific structure and they are always really excited to do it. And they're really excited that I know about it, but for some reason, it's not something they initially maybe educate founders on and kind of like showcase the framework. And so I think in that, um, this is going to be incredibly beneficial for you to learn. So how do we really structure our ads? So now we have to step back and we kind of have to understand that when we're running ads, especially in the beginning, and we're kind of like a, maybe a newer business, we're going to be running those ads to our cold audience. So these are people that don't know who you are, right? And this is a great thing because we're trying to run ads to get in front of new audience, new prospects, right? We want to spread the word about our business and our brand. And so we're going to be hitting people. They have no idea. They've never heard of us. They have no idea what we do. We have, they have no idea how we can solve any of the problems that they have. These are cold audiences, right? And our objective with running an ads running the ads in this framework that I'm explaining now is to get folks recognizing your brand, right? So they've seen your brand, um, that they register what you do and how you can help them and then start warming them up, right? And asking them to take some small actions with you and getting them ready to buy with you. In an ideal world, this is what the ads are working to do for you. Okay. Now, with this, um, with this process, we have our cold leads, 
our warm leads and our hot leads. Okay. We want to be thinking of moving folks in this sort of general direction. And so with that corresponding with each of those stages of warming up the prospect, you have a top of funnel, a middle of the funnel, and a bottom of the funnel ad. These are three different kinds of ads with three different calls to action and three different uh, set of copy and creative. They're totally three different ad sets, right? Within each ad set, it's good to have you know, a handful of variations on the ads that you're running, okay? But these are three completely different kinds of ads. So let's go through which uh, each ad type and what they do. So the top of the funnel ad is really those brand awareness ads. They're running to called cold audience. And the, the real call to action here is you just want people curious to click through and learn more, right? The real action here is just trying to get people to the homepage where they can learn more about what you do. So these ads are typically much cheaper to run. You're probably going to get a lot of impressions. It's going to go out to a bunch of folks, and there's going to be tons of people that are clicking. Great click-through rates on this one um, because it's a very small action. You're not asking them to do much. You're just asking them to take a click and look at your, your shop window, right? Your website, your virtual shop window. Um, and so they're really great for getting the word out there. But typically, a lot of the businesses that I work with you know, in, in startups you, you don't really have a huge budget to just like get the word out there, right? So we're going to solve for that. I'm going to show you sort of how, how we solve that problem of spending money and only getting website traffic and not actually getting uh, solid leads because in the middle of the funnel ads, so we talked about top of the funnel, the next is middle of the funnel ads. So middle of the funnel ads is when we're asking people to take like a little bit of an action with us, okay? Now, these middle of the funnel ads are typically running to a cold audience or to a retargeted audience. Okay. So retargeted audience could mean folks that have, that are following you on social media. A retargeting audience could mean people that have visited your website before. Okay. But with the middle of the funnel ads, uh, what you're really doing is you're running a lead magnet. So you're running an advertisement for a lead magnet that you have. And the idea here is that you want to get leads. You want to get email addresses. Okay. That's the action. So now what's different between the top of the funnel and the middle of the funnel ad is the call to action on the ad is really click here to get a free resource or watch a video or get a discount or get free shipping or whatever it is that is your lead magnet. And when we are first running ads, and we don't have like a retargeting audience to, um, to serve these ads to, we're running them to cold audience, okay? So depending on your industry and which platform it is, these, uh, these ads, you know, we want to make sure that the lead magnet's really enticing and that it's something that uh, people are, that actually convert, that people are actually going to give you their email address to receive that thing. So in last week's episode, that's one of the questions that I highlighted, right? It was three questions to ask yourselves before running ads. You want to make sure that you have a proven lead magnet, like one that you know that your target audience likes and that they're going to give their email address in exchange for. Such an important thing, right? Because if you start running 
your lead magnets as ads, but it's like a lead magnet that no one wants. They're not going to perform. So it's a critical first step. Um, but these uh, types of ads, middle of the funnel ads are super duper effective. And it's really nice because there's a really clear ROI there. You're, mac you're optimizing your return on investment for the cost of that lead, right? So there are a lot of benchmarks and best practices for like what is a good cost per lead per platform. They vary greatly. The cost per lead average on LinkedIn, for example, is very different than on TikTok or on Instagram. So do a little bit of research to see like what you're aiming for to make sure that you're performing with sort of the benchmarks in your industry and on the platform. But that's the middle of the funnel ad. You want to make sure you're running something interesting that folks are going to give their email address to you for. And again, in last week's episode, I explained why it's so important to get those leads into your email and uh, list and what you can do once those leads are on your email address uh, list to convert them into paying customers. So really important. I hope you have listened to last week's episode. And then the third type of ad that you can run is a bottom of the funnel ad. So a bottom of the funnel ad is typically run only to retargeted audiences. Okay. And these the, these ads are really intended for folk that already know who you are and they already know what you do and how you can serve them in some way. And the content of these ads is asking the prospect to take a much bigger action. And this could be as big as actually making the purchase, right? Or it could be booking the sales call, booking the demo, whatever it is. Um, but what you want to do is make sure that again, that is ad is only served to people that truly have the context of your business and what you do. If you try to run sort of a bottom of the funnel ad, like a direct to call ad, as we call them, like ads to just get people to book a call, but no one, they don't know what you are, what your business does and how you serve them. Like it's a very low chances that anyone's actually going to click on that ad. So just to summarize, there's three layers here, top of the funnel ad, middle of the funnel ad, and bottom of the funnel ad, right? But here's the key. I don't want you to start at the top of the funnel, the middle of the funnel, and then bottom of the funnel ads in the order in which you're running ads. I want you to start very specifically. I want you to follow a formula. So the first type of ad you're going to run when you first start running ads is your middle of the funnel ad, okay? It's the best possible thing that you can do because, again, you're, you're tracking your ROI by understanding how much you're spending to get those leads into your email address. Now, once those folks are on your email address, they're in your world. You can be selling them till the, till the end of time, right? Until they opt out of your email list. So there's so much value in growing your email list because once that person's on your email list, they're getting to know you better. You're continuing to warm them up. And again, in last week's episode, there's a whole um, framework on sort of how you warm them up and how you ask for the sale. But you want that flowing even as they continue to see ads on the platform, their social platforms, right? The best case scenario is that you're hitting them in their inbox, you're hitting them in their um, social media platform of choice. And so they're kind of starting to see you everywhere. And with that repetition of exposure, they're building that like, no one trust factor. 
and they're making that deeper connection with you, with your brand and how you serve them. So the middle of the funnel ad um, that shares your lead magnet to get that person on the email address is the most valuable thing, right? So what you want to be doing is making sure you have that effective lead magnet. You're putting it through as an ad and you're starting to see some predictable results, right? Meaning you spend this amount of money and you're getting a consistent amount of leads week over week. I want that flowing for at least four to six weeks of, of you seeing like those consistent numbers, because once you're seeing that consistency, then you're having some predictability on how those lead magnet ads are performing for you. Right. And you can just, um, adjust those, those conversion rates. So, you know, if I put more money in, right. Cause the conversion rates stay pretty much the same. You can get this many more leads and vice versa. If you take money away, you'll lose X amount of leads. When the ad performance becomes that predictable, you, you're in a really good spot. It means that you really hit your audience. Like you've that the algorithm is understanding who to serve the ads to, right. And that your content is actually converting them. That's the best place that you can be. Once you start getting that production out of the middle of the funnel ads, I would like you to start running the bottom of the funnel ads. So this is your big call to action, like make, like actually purchasing or booking that call or demo, whatever. I want you to run those ads as a retargeting ad to any of your audience that has been served or took action on the middle of the funnel ad. Okay. So you're not running that bottom of the funnel ad to just anyone. You're only running it to the folks that have already an idea of who you are, the folks that have engaged in that middle of the funnel ad. And you can see the people that have clicked through it. Maybe they didn't leave their email address, but they've actually clicked through, right? Because some people, folks will like click and then they get distracted or whatever. Um, anyone that showed interest in that middle of the funnel ad, um, anyone that's clicked through to your website, anyone that's become a lead, you want to gather that retargeting audience. And again, in your testing period and in those four to six plus weeks that you're running that middle of the funnel ad, that list is always growing and growing. So that's going to be really good juice of who you're serving those bottom of the funnel ads to. Now, those bottom of the funnel ads, they're going to, they are going to be more expensive. Okay. In terms of the conversions, right? Because in that bottom of the funnel, that person's really taking the action. So when we're tracking ROI here, we're tracking like, okay, those leads that you get. So the people that actually book the sales call or like get to your sales page, well, that's going to actually directly connect to the revenue because you'll be able to see, okay, out of those folks that came in the ads, now I've booked this much business or I've made these many sales. And that's when you really see how the whole ad program starts to be delivering you the ROI. So I want you to focus on first running the middle of the funnel ads, and then after that, hitting them with the bottom of the funnel ads. Once you get some um, predictability in those two ad funnels, and you're getting some positive ROI on your ads, then you are ready for the top of the funnel ad. That's when we're just building the brand awareness and we're running ads to cold audiences and we just want more folks to know who we are and what we do. And in that moment, we it's the perfect moment to start running that because we know our lead magnet works. The platform knows exactly who to serve to. We understand that our bottom of the funnel ads are converting. 
And at that point, you can start running the funnel as a top, middle, and bottom of the funnel funnel. And then that becomes the flywheel that keeps churning for you. You have new leads always coming through, brand new um, prospects coming through that top of funnel. Then they begin converting with that lead magnet. And then they're actually booking that sales call or making that purchase with you with the bottom of the funnel ad. But you need to invest this time in going through these steps that I mentioned, the testing period, making sure we have that lead magnet right, making sure our bottom of the funnel ads are actually converting, right? We want to make sure that we're using the right language and the right imagery uh, to actually have those warm audience that has, you know, those people that got our lead magnet or whatever. It's going to take some time to understand what those bottom of the funnel ads need to be structured, like need to look like that are really going to convert. So again, it's a process. You need to dedicate some time working with your ad manager, with your creative team to really be watching those numbers and making sure, again, with ads, we're looking for that predictability. The ads are really working well when we have that predictability because Once this whole funnel is put together and it's running in a predictable way, well, then we have the opportunity to scale. That's when we get our six, seven figure, six to seven figure strategy going. What you want is that predictability. So, you know, Hey, money in is going to equal more money out. And when that, um, when that shows up in your business, the sky's the limit. That means that you can invest as much as you want in there and know that you're always going to get a positive return that's when we really have reached the next level in our business. So that's it, right? So the last piece is, you know, start with the middle and then build out that bottom of the funnel. And then once you're ready with that positive ROI, you start filling uh, that top of the funnel. You start serving those top of the funnel ads to new people. And then the, the flywheel just keeps turning. That funnel just keeps flowing. So I, I hope that this uh, made sense. And uh, it's something that I I know very intimately. So please, if this if this was confusing how I explained it or whatever, please let me know. Um, you can DM me on LinkedIn. You can just send an email um, if you're on my email list, which I hope you are. Get my weekly emails; they're so good that the the weekly emails inform you uh, when new episodes come out, and um, uh, just has it right to your inbox. You don't have to even search very. Anything gives you a summary of what the the episode is about, but you can always directly email me there if you have any questions. I love getting questions from you, Um, but but please, if you have any founders in your life that you know are running ads or about to run ads, send this episode to them so they can structure their ads right from the beginning. It's going to save them a lot of headache. It's going to save them a lot of budget. Um, And of course, always like and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps me to reach more people and um, to really make the difference that I hope to make, which is making marketing easier for everyone and more effective. So until next time, I will see you um, back here, same time, same place. And until then, remember, you don't have to go fast. You just have to keep going and you're doing awesome. And I know you're going to do great things in the world. See you next week. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, 
if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast. Thank you.